Old Christmas trees by the bins lent like dead tumbleweed. Decks were down, except in the houses where kids go to wood school. It was a town of puddles so far this year. Rubbish lay strewn in bushes and beside bins, getting soaked in rainwater, melting into the gravel. Bins desperately needed collecting. They spilled toy packaging all over the back lanes and gardens. A brown Primark bag was like an iron-on transfer for the pavement. People looked hungover. Cats looked ungrateful. Whatever New Year had to offer the over-35s, it had all been forgotten when tipping a final third of the bottle of red wine down the sink. It could have perked up a ragu, but it sat in the sinks like mildew. Caitlin felt the 31st was regretful and unnecessary. A callback to hugging strangers in dismal places where anyone over the age of 18 was willing on midnight and planning their exit. She finds New Year a trial. Being forced to look back and forward, how could that not fill people with fear and dread? Her only resolution was to make a chocolate orange last the whole weekend and not just the Friday night. The gardens in the town were tatty and mangled. Folk had convinced themselves that not deadheading roses and hydrangeas was better for the soil. But in truth, they just couldn't be bothered to get wet with the secateurs. Caitlin had always thought the secateurs was a good name for an all-girl indie band. And the time was now for a three-piece in sparkly jumpers, Chelsea boots, loads of makeup, and an EP called Dormant Buds. Caitlin had been up with insomnia, watching the repair shop and dipping in and out of a Catherine Mansfield short story. Her new slippers were how she hoped the inside of a koala pouch felt. But in truth, she knew it was essentially a sphincter muscle in there that kept the joey from falling out. And she knew it was unlikely to feel like the cosy fleece lining of her new sea salt snooze slipper booties. The moon was low, the morning had taken itself towards dystopian levels of murk. But there was a streak of golden sunshine creeping out from behind a middling cloud. A hint of purple seeped out of the horizon. It was the colour you'd find on a pigeon's chest. The beach was wide and thin. In the distance were the rusted bones of a refinery that twisted itself into the horizon. This is where the villains would be based. Waves far bigger than the wind were crashing 20 metres from the foam and the inward drag. They sucked back pellets of black stones, moisturised driftwood and throngs of kelp. Into the air flew herring gulls, having a break from stealing chips and nappy pecking and regressing to fishing for actual fish if nothing else, than to honour their ancients, who had fought hard in the food chain for them to dine out on the rinds of a Savaloy. Charlie, Bryony, Philippa, Megan and Caitlin formed a loose circle beside the base of the cliffs, where someone had written the words, I jumped, in white paint. They all plonked a bag for life down at their feet, an M&S asparagus one from Megan was filled to the brim and Caitlin spotted a white bonnet hat and a burgundy shawl. 
She remembers that she worked in Heathston House, Open Air Museum. There'd been something in the group chat before Christmas about a mobility scooter that crashed into a table of pensioners in the cafe, having mistaken top speed forward for top speed reverse. And an elderly lady had been showered in her husband's lentil soup. Bryony had a terrible-looking sty on her lower right lid. She was obviously trying not to touch it, so she was compensating for that by winking and twitching. She looked very tired. In her hand was a scrap of paper towel that she was kneading. The end just peeked out of her thumb like a failing magic trick. She hadn't said more than the basics since they'd met at the car park and walked down the steps. Caitlin hadn't seen her since that time in McDonald's and dreaded to think what sort of festive period that she might have had with that man. She couldn't help but check her skin for signs of bruises. They exchanged a few pleasantries about Christmas telly and Charlie admitted that she'd finally developed a crush on the doctor from Call the Midwife. But she said she might have been drunk on snowballs or even high on cauliflower vapour which made Caitlin lift up her eyes and receive a little wink in recognition. Today was their first swim of the year and they'd waited a few days until after New Year's Day because of the crowds that descended on the beach. It wasn't even 8.30 today. The waves would be theirs. I'm just so grateful to be away from my kids. Philippa bemoaned the painful process of thank you cards with under eights. It ended up being like getting an illiterate traitor to make a cross on a confession before being hanged. They only managed the first letter of their name by the end. I had to finish writing them with my left hand. Some family members encouraged guilt more than others. They all continued to discuss. And there's too much duty and formula at Christmas time. Caitlin nodded along and didn't need to say much. They were preaching to the converted. She'd been living in a furnace of solitude her whole life. The women tutted, laughed, mumbled in agreement before standing to attention with seconds to go before removing their fleeces and joggers. Charlie's fluorescent orange hat would lead the charge to the water. They'd all gone with insulated gloves today and they'd all worn their costumes that covered their arms and shoulders. Right, legends, we ready? said Charlie, already stepping out of her joggers and cheekily raising her eyebrows. On three, with a sudden angry gust of wind pulsing down from the cliff, they all joined hands and ran to the sea. Caitlin was on the edge, beside the cliffs, holding Bryony's hand and feeling the paper towel touching her numbing palm. Her fingers felt like a child. They screamed when their shins crashed into the water and they leapt over the first breaking wave in unison. It was a shock, but none of them swore. Then suddenly, Bryony burst ahead and hurdled and stamped and kicked the water back into the sea before screaming and submerging her head and herself out of shock, leaving the others laughing and gasping in awe and only Caitlin a bit concerned.
Caitlin was invited to high-five Charlie, but she hadn't actually done this for years, so she forgave herself for missing the first time, and then just about getting most fingers on the second try. They shared a shivering hug as their inner thighs became more and more red, and they paused for a second to soak up the view of the crashing waves ahead. The women were only in the water for the length of an advert break. And back at the cliff with their dry robe hoods up, they lacked peripheral vision and were like shire horses, having to crane their necks to see who was talking and catch people in the eye. They made little stomps on the sand too, trying to imitate emperor penguins, huddled close, sipping coffee from thermal cups. Thank you, girls whispered Bryony, shivering and not looking up. Then they all dispersed home, Megan in full Victorian shopkeeper costume, Charlie ploughing through half a packet of Maryland cookies, and Caitlin on the number 34, with soaking hair and tingling skin. She was planning on tidying up the bits and bobs drawer in the pine dresser today, maybe doing a dead batteries run to the big Sainsbury's, and then she had exciting plans for a few hours of soup and focaccia making. There was a recipe she'd seen where the dough rises on a radiator, and there was a Persian soup that she was desperate to put together that she'd seen on Instagram yesterday and screenshotted. The trouble is she'd have to get hold of some tamari. But as she sat on the bus, she thought she might have some at the back of the cupboard. As she pushed her way through the stern oak front door at home, dragging the draft excluder sausage back with force, she was greeted with the sounds of the blackbirds singing on her chimney and the echo travelling down and circling in her cottage. More coffee first, and then a little sing-along some wham in her dressing gown, and then those drawers. <laughs>